Okay, we're talking about feeding the flock of God. Now, here's, um, I want to give you some admonitions that uh, uh, the Apostle Paul gave to his uh, young student in the ministry. Um, you know, you, you can't feed anybody unless you're prepared to feed them. You just can't. Um, you, you, your, your bag of feed better be full before you start scattering it to the flock. Uh, and and if it's half empty, <laughs> folks, you're not going to feed all the sheep. But you got to feed the flock that's among you. Now, the local assembly is taught what it's talking about. But we're feeding the flock of God, which is among us, which is in all 48 st contiguous states, which is in 34 or 35 foreign countries. And, and this is the flock of God, which is among us. You're listening now. So it's our job to, to, to feed you, and we're trying to. Now, it takes, first of all, it takes three things. First of all, it, it, takes, it takes your purpose. You've got you to gotta want believers, the sheep, to be mature. Uh, you want them to have knowledge. You want them to have uh, you know, spiritual muscle. You want them to have the fullness of grace. And so... That takes planning. Those of you who are pastors and have been for a while, you understand this. For you young pastors, you'd better learn it because the Apostle Paul told Timothy this, 2 Timothy 2.15. Uh, and man, this means so much, so much to me. It says study. Now I've got this verse shaded in two different colors. I got the whole verse shaded in, in red, and, but I've got the one word that starts out in blue to emphasize this to myself. Now remember, I'm, I'm not just preaching to, uh, to you. I'm preaching to me. I still need this stuff. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. If, if, if there was no more of that verse, that ought to tell you plenty. Then it says, a workman, ah, a feeder, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, a feeder who doesn't have a bag, just a half full. Right. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, all scripture has a primary interpretation. All scripture has a practical interpretation or a primary interpretation, a practical application, a prophetic implication for the purpose of instruction. It says this, who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, are you doing that? Are you studying? Are you preparing? Well, now that you're prepared, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. It says, I charge thee, therefore, Timothy, in light of what I've just been telling you, he says, I charge thee, uh, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, not philosophy not vain deceit, not good works to get into heaven, 
Because the word doesn't say that. We're saved unto good works, but not by them. We're saved by grace. He says, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. In other words, you need to be well prepared before you step into that pulpit or behind the lectern. All of your good deeds are, are, are nothing to God until you place your faith and trust in him. Yeah. In his son, Jesus Christ, for his salvation. Uh, until then, all of your good stuff, the good works that you do, good. it is like filthy rags to him. He, That's what he said. He cares nothing about those. Yep. Until you're sanctified and set apart. That's right. Okay. And, and, and you do that by studying. That's Right. Yeah. Okay. And so that's your preparation. Then you need to proclaim. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, whether it's <laughs> whether it's easy, whether it's hard, whether it's now, whether it's tomorrow. Um, in season, out of season, the word needs to be preached in more than just a local assembly. It needs to preach to next door neighbors. We have neighbors that we've been had for forty years next to us. Uh, the the, uh, the young lady and and the man who were married there, the young lady had a mother that lived there as a single lady whose husband had died before her, and she heard the gospel. And that couple that lives there now, they've heard the gospel. I don't know that they ever got saved. I do know this: they heard the word of God. I have some new neighbors to my other side that I haven't caught a hold of yet, but I'm going to, and they're going to get the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach the word. Be instant out of season. Then it says this, and this is hard. Reprove. <clears throat> that means preach for conviction. Rebuke. Oh, boy. That means like a child who desires a sincere milk of the word, you're also preaching to children who need to be rebuked for wrongdoing. I'd say to do that in private, but you can do that to your congregation without having to beat them with a whip. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. Wow. Encourage. Be the cheerleader. Do it with the word of God. Exhort with all long suffering. Ha ha. That means patience. You think you're going to get the job done with one sermon? Uh-uh. It ain't happening. And you know it. So you have to be patient, long suffering, and doctrine. Teach what the Bible says about sin. Teach what the Bible says about salvation. Teach what the Bible says about sanctification. Teach what the Bible says about service. Teach doctrinally. Teach about angels. We, we've done a study. It's on our podcast. We did the 10 major doctrines, didn't we, Curtis? We did. And you can get to it if, you're, if you can get on the internet and you're listening to us. You can listen to those doctrines. And we mean it. And the Apostle Paul meant it, and God told him to say it to Timothy. He says this, and this is what's important right now, for the time will come. 
and out in my margin, I have an arrow written to these, this little sentence I've written. It is here now. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, here's why you're to teach and preach sound doctrine. And when you're supposed to do it now for the time's coming when they won't put up with it. People won't put up with it. And, and it's happening now. It says this, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Well, then why should I teach in the truth, brother? Why should, if that's going to happen? Wait a minute. Paul's not done yet. He says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. And what he's saying here is you Start right, you stay right, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, keep on studying, keep on staying with the stuff. Teach doctrine, reproof, correction. But by the way, correction means to set them right again. We have to do that as pastors and preachers. How do we do that? We feed the flock. With what? With the milk of the word, with the water of the word, with the meat of the word. That's how we do it. Okay. Where was I? I'm having so much fun. I just don't know what. Oh, right. let's go to let's go to Second Timothy, uh, chapter two, verse two. <laughs> Here's another reason you should feed the flock. It says here. Uh, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That's one of your purposes for feeding the flock. There will be some in that flock that will have to take leadership at some time or another, they need to. You men need to take leadership in your family now. Pastors, you should have already taken leadership. But those of you who are newly called, and you may be at this moment, you need to understand this: that you've been taught by a faithful feeder. Now it's your job to faithfully feed others and then he says this thou therefore because of this admonition endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ what's he saying <laughs> ain't gonna be easy timothy it ain't gonna be easy but you have to stick with the stuff keep on keeping on. Wow. Wow. I got so much more. 
so we've talked about the flock, uh, uh, the food, and while I didn't say it, um, doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, those are the four food groups. You did mention that. I did mention it? You did, sir. Okay. And then we talked about the feeder, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, review, uh, with all long suffering and doctrine. And uh, and we talked, uh, it, let's turn back to First Peter chapter 5, where we started. I'll give you time to turn there, unless your Bible is already there. First Peter chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. Here's, here's the formula. Oh boy. And and I have to keep going to this because this keeps me straightened out. He says this, feed the flock of God which is among you. Um, take uh, Taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And so, and so, so the formula, the formula is take oversight. And we talked about this already. Not because you have to, but do it willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Not for money. Uh, not as a lord over them, but as an example. The truth of the, latter, of the matter is, pastor, preacher, teacher, you're a sinner just like the sinners that you're preaching to. So, let's see. Um, I, I, Curtis, I wanted to get through this, and, and I think that maybe I, I might. Um, but look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. I love it. We were already... We were already there in verses 12 and 13. It says this. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, say uh, we're supposed to preach the word for the perfecting of the saints. Verse 12, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. By the way, edification means the building up. In, in this ministry, we we do these things for, uh, for um, education, uh, for um, uh, edifying, for endurance, for enlightenment, for encouraging. Uh, and that's why we do it. We hope we're doing it, but, and we hope we're going to get better at it. And then it says this, how long do I have to do this? How long do I have to preach the word? How long do I have to feed the flock? How long do I have to keep doing this? How, it, and, and uh, Paul told the Ephesian church, it says, till, We all come in the unity of the faith. Now you read part of that Barna um, a business. There's not much unity in the. Well, there's none according to this, and and very little unity. And that's why we're talking about what we're talking about. Basically, is that uh, the point here is that pastors are not doing their jobs. They're not. If the pastors were giving the word of God the way that it, that it was meant to be taught and preached, uh, if they were the proper end samples to the flock. And if they were rightly dividing the word of truth. Then we wouldn't have this diversity of opinion or this 
this uh, seemingly uh, the seeming anarchy of well, I can choose whatever faith I want. Yeah. I can believe whatever I want within that faith and discard whatever I I don't want to believe. What do I? I can choose the faith of my convenience and what profits me. And that'll get me to heaven. No, that's not what the Bible says. And pastors are all, are not teaching the word. That's right. Now, so okay. it's our it's our duty to to uh, study and rightly divide the word of truth. By the way, we're going to do, I think, Curtis, in the future, and, and uh, for the, those of you listening. We're going to uh, talk about uh, rightly dividing and how to rightly divide the word of truth, because a lot of people uh, don't know how to do it. Uh, but we're going to teach that but right now. We, we did do a segment on hermeneutics, you know. Did we? Yeah, we did. We, we have did in some, the past. Okay. We have, yeah, we have. It might bear doing again, but uh, okay. So it says, it says, how long are we supposed to do this? How long are we supposed to, uh, to uh, keep on keeping on? till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Do you know who Jesus was? Do you know who Jesus is? Many right. people, that's another problem. Yeah. That's not taught in churches either because a lot of them think he was just a, a great man. Just a, a great a man. A prophet. Yeah. Or, you know. That, that he wasn't really born of a virgin. That he wasn't really born of a virgin, yeah. but, you know, he was he significant. Was just, just a human being yeah, that yeah. he wasn't really God in the flesh. Right. That's no, not what no. the Bible says. Yeah. And he says, and the, uh, the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Now, the word perfect means complete or mature. My goodness. One of my goals as a teacher is to make people grow up in the grace of God. Uh, and, and in the knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and grow up there to be an adult, to be complete, uh, to be mature. And it says, uh, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Does that mean we can be sinless? He's not saying that. He's saying that we're to be as much like Christ as is humanly possible. Was Christ a giver? Yeah. Was he a preacher? Yeah. Was he an admonisher? Yeah. Was he a judge? Yeah. But was he a savior? Uh-huh. So you got to be a soul winner. See that? All these things are blended together with feeding the flock. And then he says that we henceforth be no more children. Grow up in the Lord. You can't, uh, yep, you have to do it. And, and pastors have to be setting that example. Isn't that the case? That's what we're talking about. Be henceforth no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men. Watch out. Don't be a fooler of the flock. Be a feeder of the flock. Don't teach falsely. Teach faithfully. And he says, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness. What? There are a lot of pastors and preachers out there who come to take, want to take you into their group, to their way of thinking. 
not to the Bible way of thinking, not to God's way of thinking, but to their own. And they use some of the scriptures wrongly. And they'll say, well, that this really means this. And I say that sometimes. But all I'm telling you is what the Greek meaning is. But, but uh, so we're, we're trying faithfully to rightly divide the word of truth so that you won't be blown about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And, and by the way, uh, I'd like to remind our listeners, as you're saying that, reading that out of God's word, uh, we've never asked our listeners for a dime. Nor will we. No. Now, on our website, we may offer our books. We do offer our books, but that's not that 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 money doesn't go to us. That's for it doesn't. I haven't made a dime doing this. And Curtis, I know that um, that you get a penny a hit from <coughs> from the anchor people every time there's a hit on it. And, and I and I saw the total of money that over a year and a half that you've got, and you refuse to take. What is it? Fifty three bucks. It's almost, <laughs> almost, but that, and that's like, that's only when I put an anchor commercial on, yeah. which I don't even hardly ever do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we do this for, because we're told to feed the flock and we're afraid that it's not being done uh, in pulpits today in the, in the beautiful buildings and the padded pews. Um, so we're doing it here. And then it says here, uh, let me reread that that passage. It says, till we all come into the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we, that is believers, and here's our purpose for feeding you, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness. Wow. Uh, whereby they lie, lay in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love. That's what we're doing. First of all, because we love God and his son, Jesus Christ, and his blessed Holy Spirit. Secondly, because we love the Bible. Thirdly, because we love other people and want them to have the same thing that we have. Can yes. you rebuke and exhort Christians uh, in, in love? I did that with you as a child. I rebuked and exhorted you. I corrected you. I spanked you. The reason I ask that, there, there may be listeners out there that say, well, sometimes this sounds like we're getting chewed out. Well, you may be. But we're but but why do but why do you get chewed out? Why does God chew us, us out? To make us mature, to make us perfect, because He loves make us, us complete, because He loves us, and it's all out of the overarching uh, aspect of God, right. His love. For God so loved the world, right. He didn't hate the world, so God didn't chew out the world. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we should be speaking the truth in love uh, that we may, that those people may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body 
of believers, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Is feeding the flock important? It's important to me. Curtis, I know it's important to you. And I've had pastors, it was important to them. And they did feed us. We know that. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're trying to do. We've, 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 we feed the flock for, for, for education, for edifying. That word edifying appears in the scripture I just read. That means for the building up. For education, edifying, enlightenment, encouragement, for endurance, uh, and, and a whole lot of other things. But this is why we're doing it. Not for filthy lucre. Feed the flock of God. Pastors, are you doing that? Are you feeding? Focus on what you're supposed to be doing, pastors. That's right. If you've got a $20 million bank account, chances are you're not doing what you're, what you're supposed to be focused on doing. So here's what we want. Here's what we want to say. I'm going to close the book for just a minute. And here's what we ought to do. All of us ought to do this. If you're not getting fed in the biblical manner, which we have just gone through, get out of where you are and find a local assembly. Remember, Peter said, feed the flock of God, which is among you. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Go to church, but find one. Well, how do we find one, Dick? Well, I'm going to tell you this. It's hard. It's getting more and more difficult. And if you live in our area, and I'm going to call this the tri-county area of Illinois, Tazewell, Woodford, and Peoria County, uh, I found one, and I would recommend it. And I will even name it. And it's called the El Vista Baptist Church in the northwest end of Peoria, the pastor is Joey Watt, and I want you to know that's about the only place where you don't get liberalism or legalism, you get literalism. He's a man that rightly divides the words of truth, and by the way, he is a real pastor. He calls me regularly because he knows we can't get out because of health issues. He visits, he's visited our home several times. His his son-in-law, or no, excuse me, his brother-in-law calls me to see how we're doing. It's just wonderful, and and uh, and it's just a great, great church. The fellowship is wonderful. The preaching is great. He studies to show himself approved unto God, and he's an excellent preacher, a loving pastor, and he cares about the flock, and he shows it. That's what you should do. Now, it may be that you're not a sheep today. It may be that you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior by grace through faith. Please do that. And then get into a local New Testament, fundamental Bible teaching, evangelistic, soul winning uh, 
assembly with the kind of leader that we've outlined in our lessons today. But first, believe on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We pray that you do so today. And if you've done that, if you're going to do that, uh, we'd like to hear from you on our website, which is what says the scriptures dot dot com. What says the scriptures dot com. Just drop us a little email. Let us know. It will encourage us greatly. Uh, and whether you do that or not, we're going to keep doing this job. We're going to we're going to endure until uh, God takes me home. And afterwards, Curtis will continue it. Yep. Amen. So anyway, so th- having said that, pastors, evangelists, leaders, teachers, elders, deacons, feed the flock of God, which is among you. Father, thank you so much again for this time you've given us. We pray that uh, we will have fruit for our labor and We know that you will give it to us, whether we know it or not. So thank you so much for being with us and guiding our mouths and our minds and giving us this wonderful privilege and for giving us a good audience uh, for encouragement. We thank you so much for those things and we pray that you will be with us as we just keep on keeping on and and, uh, help us. And we'll give you the glory as we do right now and always do. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen.